my gosh, Natalie, I can't, can't, can't believe it that this is episode 100 of our podcast and it's being released like the timing could not be more perfect if we have planned it. We did not. It worked out that today is the Valentine's Day. So why not look back at this incredible journey that we had with our podcast and share some lessons that we loved learning about, you know, living more fully, having more life in one's life, about running this podcast, about working together. And I want to start with saying thank you to you, Natalie, for doing this with me, for being on this journey with me. I loved really every single moment of this journey of doing this podcast with you. I loved all our guests, such a variety, so many lessons. And obviously, I love our listeners, all the people who support us, who you know reach out to us, let us know, comment. Wonderful. Love all around. But the love, it's all about the love. Oh, wow, a hundred episodes. Wow, I can't believe it, can't believe it. And to think that I had to drag you kicking and screaming to do this, but I love it that we have done it. We've got so much further than I thought we would have or anticipated or planned or whatever the words are. And I do, I love, as you said, our guests, our listeners, and the lessons, big learning, big, big learning geek here. I love to learn new things, have conversations. So we've had some amazing conversations, which, you know, between you and, and, and I, between our guests, different perspectives. And this just makes my little inner Natalie go, yes, because conversations and new ideas just give me energy and just boost me up. And I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but as you said, it is about what what we've learned and loved from the last two years, the last 100 episodes, or actually 99 episodes, because this is number 100. So I'm going to just jump in because I I love this, this lady who came on. She was one of our beginning guests, one of our newer guests, and she talked about something that I have been, ever since that conversation, learning a bit more about. And it was Mariana Babas. And she talked about dreams and communicating with your soul. I mean, doesn't that just sound so like, ooh, you know, just makes you feel all warm and squishy. It could just be me, yeah. But ever since our conversation with Mariana, I have been not digging deeply into dreams, but just looking and dipping my toe in every now and again. And when I have these really weird dreams or random dreams, I'm starting to think, what does it mean? And starting to look at or, or trying to find the lessons in there. So that is one thing that I've, I loved about Mariana. She has almost pushed me in a direction that I can just dip my toe in, have a look, and then step back again. But still nearly nearly 18 months since we recorded her episode, I'm still fascinated with dreams and thinking about it and looking into it. So yes, I loved Mariana's episode on dreams. So which one will get you going? Which one do you think you're going to start off with today? I think I'm going to start with an episode that 
you know it's coming if anyone knows me it's coming it is like i don't want to have favorites but this is topic that i am passionate about and i talk about all, all out the time i learn about a practice it's breath work and interestingly this is still one of the top performing episodes of our podcast people love it too so it was with lisa sibley about breath work but one specific lesson really resonated with me from that conversation I practiced breathwork before, I knew about breathwork, I was fascinated, I read books, but one thing that Lisa said in there and kind of gave us permission, it's to just let your belly loose, like love your belly and don't always suck it in and don't hold it in and don't restrict yourself because there are reasons why we have bellies and we, when we breathe the bellies, our really digestive system gets boosted and we really bring in so much more air. And yes, since then I've learned that different kind of types of breathing in terms of breathing to the chest, breathing to the belly, breathing up to the shoulders, breathing to the back. Like we can breathe so much wider and bigger and broader. Genuinely, we can feel the body expanding in those areas in different places. Like... This morning in yoga, we were doing like one of those, like roll yourself like a pretzel where your belly squish. I'm like, I can't breathe in my belly right now. My boobs are in my chest and my belly squashed. So I need to breathe into my back because this is the only place that I have empty to open. But that was one of the lessons that really stuck with me. It's just love your belly more and just let your belly loose and let it just breathe. I love that. And just a little little idea for our listeners, because they might think, oh, my word, are you guys going to be talking about every single guest? No, we have cut it down to 10 each because 10 goes into 100. Yes, there is logic in there. And as a mathematician, you might argue because it will end up being 20, but 20 still goes into 100. So you can see the logic that we come with. So I thought I'll just let our listeners know that we're just going to be talking about 10 lessons, 10 things that we love about our guests. And it doesn't mean we don't love our other guests, but we'll start with these ones and we've got you know, more time to speak further on. So I'm going to go with number two, and that was Eddie Augusto. I loved Eddie because a young guy from Brazil, he's – being curious from a young age. He's looking, he's questioning. And I think that is so powerful when we start to question instead of just sitting back and allowing life to just happen is finding ways to bring more life into your life. And he talks about community. He's building communities in whatever way that means. And it's introducing the idea of different types of communities, whether it's a you all live on the same property or whether it's within a town or village. It's just about how can we be ourselves but yet part of a community. And, and that really resonated with me and I love that. And I especially love that he was from a young age starting to question, starting to look, starting to find alternative ways of being of living and that's what I really loved about it he's a fairly um it's not long ago since we published his episode but it just resonated with me because it's all about community and as some of our listeners might know Ubuntu South African word 
community. So, of course, I'm going to love a guest who talks about community. So who's your number two, Lenka? So my number two is a duo. Feels appropriate to be at number two with one of our foursome, I think the only foursome episode we did so far, with David and Thea talking about embodying archetypes. And I've known David for years. I've met him in Cambridge. I went to his martial arts classes. I went to his few initial embodiment classes and uh, they talked about embodying archetypes specifically. So I've learned so much about different archetypes and how we can embody them and work with it. And I did work with David privately as well to really learn it because it's such a fascinating concept. And there are a few interesting lessons coming out from there. One phrase that sticks in my mind is that our we are not just a brain taxi. Our body is not just a taxi for the brain because we're often so focused on the mind, on the mindfulness, on the journaling, on getting the mind kind of in order, but really allowing and working with the body as well. And it's so powerful that they said in the episode that, you know, to change your mental state, you can simply change your physical state and it's going to have an effect. And you can start simply by smiling. And if you smile to yourself, you can really change your mood and you can see the world and people around it in a very different ways. So this has been a very, again, favorite, popular, loving episode for me uh, with embodying and bringing this kind of living your life away from just the conscious things, the, the rational logical, which is my natural state, is more be the thinker, to just being. And I love that. How about you, Natalie? Who is next on your list? The one, uh, again, one of our newer or first guests is uh, a lady called Janine Gasser, and she was the Renaissance woman. I mean, wow, doesn't that just feel all full of love for womanhood and for for women, renaissance women. I really enjoyed that. And it, she spoke very much about our life is our real teachers. She spoke about how it's okay to have days that you just are not feeling it. You don't have to be happy all the time because we're not designed to be happy all the time. We do have hormones and emotions and things that, that, you know, we go up, we go down, we sad, we happy, we quiet, we loud, we energetic, we not so energetic, and that's okay. It's it's be who you need to be and embrace that. And this is what I, I really loved about that episode. It's almost gave me permission to be me. <laughs> who else can I be if not myself? And and I really loved that. And I just loved how she very much took an idea of the Renaissance and just following your heart, follow, following where you need to go. And it doesn't matter what people say you should be doing, just be you. So I I I really loved that. And it it gave me a lot of permissions to find ways to be me more in life and I'm still living those lessons I'm still putting those lessons into practice because not perfect so it has taken me some time sometimes I forget and then I get back on it so 
it's a great one to just remind myself, just be you, just be who you are. And, you know, to remind our listeners, be who you are. You're all amazing. And Janine says so. So then it's okay. It's good. Janine was amazing. Like she is such an impressive young lady who achieved so much in a reasonably short period of time that she's been on this planet. She's done so much. She's learned so much. She traveled so much. It just she is an inspirational person. I love that episode too. So my next person will be Greg, uh, who shared the secrets of sustainable weight loss. And I love the fact that this wasn't your typical, you know, uh, you need to eat less, you need to exercise more kind of an episode when you're thinking about talking with a private trainer, with a nutritionist, with a health and weight loss expert. You're kind of expecting that, but I knew that bringing in Greg, we're going to get something different, and we did. And the one lesson I still remember it's to be aware to the stories of the stories in our head when how we think and how we talk to ourselves and when we have a moment it's you know we i feel fat i feel lazy i feel tired i feel this stop and ask yourself is it a story or is it a fact is it your opinion is it how you're feeling or is it a fact and that's really like mind-blowingly really changing the perspective for me on my health and well-being journey to be like when I'm noticing how I'm talking to myself thinking to myself I'm like wait a minute is that a fact or is it just how I'm feeling today okay it's it's not a fact it's just a momentarily kind of a blip fair enough I already feel better who is next on your list Greg was was a, a great one to just give you permission. Again, I like the ones who give us permission to just be us. I have a guy called Peter Parker, and he spoke about Qigong. And I never heard of Qigong until I, you know, came across Peter. And just learning how we can use our bodies to heal ourselves. So Qigong is a healing form of martial arts. And it's just really interesting to hear his story on how Qigong has helped his mental state, his physical state, how it's helped him to find his place in life. And I've been doing Qigong ever since that episode. It's with Peter and I'm finding the joy in that, I'm finding some new things and I love how Qigong is a gentle way of moving and I used to do martial arts before COVID and I really enjoyed it, but it was more the the combat, the fighting, but I loved how you can move your body and Qigong has given that back to me in a way that really resonates with me and I'm looking forward to seeing where my Qigong journey would have gone. I don't think I would have done something like this if we hadn't had the guests to speak to, to learn from. So as I said, I love what we learn from our guests, what we get from them, even joining their, their groups and doing the exercises. So yes, I really, that one I really loved and it's getting me off my behind and moving, which, of course, my body loves, I love, my brain loves. But while I'm doing it, 
just a little confession there. There is this, oh, really? Do I really want to be doing this? Ow, ow, my muscles hurt. But it's not that bad. It is just a story I'm telling myself and I just get on with it and I feel better afterwards. So who's your next one? Well, it's interesting because as you were talking about kind of introducing Peter, you're like, you know, saying that we use our body to heal ourselves. And I'm like, we do have quite a few people who come with this kind of a message. Because on my list next is Hasina, who is a yoga teacher, and we both have worked with her. And she talked about like healing through yoga. But the lesson that I really kind of took from there was that kind of yoga meditation is my time. It's another permission almost. It's just really allowing myself that when it comes to the yoga, gentle yoga, just meditation, that there's nothing to do right now and no one to worry about. This is just me and focusing on me. Because especially as women, it is a stereotypical, but we often tend to prioritize others. We are carers, we're nourishers, we're focusing on other people. And sometimes we do really struggle to put ourselves first and to really allow ourselves to have this time to, you know, cherish this practice and protect it. So it's interesting how some of the lessons really go through as this red thread between different guests, even though it's not done intentionally, but there is something underneath. And from Hasina, I have really, really learned to allow myself this time to move my body, go to yoga, meditate, whatever it is that I need, but protect it. Yeah, and Hasina is is an amazing woman and her journey, and it was really great to, to speak to her and have her. So a little bit on the theme of bodies, but not quite. This is slightly different, is it's all about towels, pausing, nature. So Alexandra... Way sober, and I'm sure I've pronounced that wrong. <laughs> but Alexandra is all about nature, being outside, being barefoot in the grass, being just being in those moments. And this is something that I've spoken a lot about over the years, but I've never really embraced it or have found a way to bring that into my life. And you and I, we often meet up when you come to the UK. We meet up at Powell's and we just spend a day walking in the in the grass and hanging in the hammocks and just having nice, really good, nourishing food. And you have threatened me with a going into the hot tubs next time. So, mm -hmm, okay. And then the ice bucket, yes, as well. Oh my word, she's mean, listeners, she's mean. But yes, yeah, so so this episode has reinforced in me the idea that I need to be more in nature. I need to very much embrace being in nature, finding a way to just reconnect with nature because I have disconnected from it other than the odd day here and the odd day there. How can I just, even if I'm standing in my garden barefoot, on the grass daily or weekly or something. So I really love this episode because it's about coming back to us. It's about finding a way 
to nourish who we are and to live a life that's not rush, 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 but have those moments and to reconnect with nature because we are part of nature. And I, I just really enjoyed this episode. And again, you know, we've met her face to face. We've been to it. So it just brings that extra little bit of love to it. So I really love this episode. And it's given me also a bit of a kick up the rear end to, you know, go be a nature woman. <laughs> yeah, that that's, was a lovely episode because Alexandra comes from Czech Republic, Czechoslovakia. So we have the roots kind of common and we have a very common kind of point of reference to where we grew up and her journey of coming to UK and settling and building this business has been just so fascinating. And I loved hearing the stories behind the business and knowing more about the person. And it's kind of similar to the next episode, the next guest that I have in mind, which is Amanda, who talked about journaling. And I also love that we come to these episodes with very different perspectives. Like, I'm a fan of journaling. You know, I'm into it. You were a bit more, you know, reserved on the end of, like, benefiting and doing journaling and understanding and being into it. And I love that Amanda really helped me to embrace journaling even more like to come to it with more intention of not only overall but on daily basis like what do i need journaling to do for me today and she went through quite a few different ways of what journaling can do for us like do i need just to tell a story and write you know dear diary do i need to write more creatively do i need some prompts you know is it what am I using it for? What do I want it to do for me? And it can do that. And over time, I started really building what she calls like this journaling toolbox that on a daily basis, I don't have to just sit and stare at an empty page and be like, what am I writing about today? I'm like, well, today I need a prompt. I have prompts here. I have a couple card decks and I just pick a card and journal about that. I look at an image and I just get inspired. So I love the fact that it was such a practical episode with so many little tips and tricks and nuggets and insights and practical advice. And yet it was, again, all about just allowing the time to yourself with pen and paper to explore and to see what journaling can do for you. Yeah, that was a that was a really great episode and just a... a an update to the listeners, I am still finding my way in the journaling business, but I haven't given up. It's it's a process, and this is what More Life Into Your Life is about, the process and finding different ways that works. And to be honest, sometimes I do go a week without journaling, and then I get back into it, and then I'm out of it. But it is something that I'm not giving up on. It's just I've just got to find my way to it. And this sort of brings me on to my next love of our guest is Jennifer. So Jennifer Regular, she came in from Canada. It was really nice. She was our first Canadian guest that we had, and we're looking for plenty more Canadians. But she talked about passion. And it's not the passion for Valentine's Day and the love passion and that, but finding passion in your life. Finding that passion that gets you 
wanting to do more, wanting to get up, just finding that passion in in life. So it's passionate or passion about passion. And I really like that because how often do we just do things because we have to do them, the shoulding, you know, we should do them, we need to do them, things need to be done, we have a routine and we just do A, B and C and we get on. But where's the passion in that? And I know that I'm passionate about, you know, growing my community or coaching, but where is the real passion in that? Is And it's finding that. Could it be just that passion of having that space in nature? Could it be bringing in a new hobby or a creativity to fight, to reconnect with that passion? So it's having that passion in your life that just keeps you going, that gives you that calmness, that allows you to reconnect with who you are. And and I love the way that she explained passion because she came from such a different perspective that we can have passion and really find that passion in what we do daily. And if we don't have it, what can we do to bring it in? Do we need to make tweaks? Do we need to make changes? Do we need to add something to bring that passion in? Because we don't need to just be living day by day by day. And that really resonated with more life in one's life because we do need passion. We do need that joy, that, that something that just brings it. So I really loved uh, Jennifer with her passion about passion. <laughs> Well, and speaking of things we're passionate about and things we need, it's sleep. It was episode with Deirdre talking about sleep. And I love the fact that she talked a lot about neuroscience. You know that I love neuroscience. You know that I love geeking out about the ins and outs and the chemicals and neurotransmitters and how the brain works. But one lesson that really stuck in my mind is that, yes, when we talk about sleep, we often talk about our our benefits on our body, how it's important for the brain, how it's important for the body, how it sustains us. But one thing that really stuck in my mind is realizing that one less hour of sleep can really give us this kind of a sleep hangover that we can almost be like drunk, that we really are so, so bad at lots of things. Like we lose or really it affects our ability to focus, to make good decisions, to perform what work, to be decent, emotionally stable human beings, you know, in this society. And yes, she talked practically about, you know, taking naps, sleep hygiene and all the kind of practical things. But this realization that, you know, yes, we sleep for our own health and well-being and, you know, sanity but also that it's so important for us to sleep well so we are not a threat to other people around us. And and sleep is, sleep is so important and it's something that, yeah, we need it. We need it. And like you said, it was learning about just that you can, it's almost like drinking too much, especially if you're driving, and that was something that was really powerful. So I want to talk about life experiences or a journey and I don't know if any of our listeners remember listening to Cheryl Devorn. oh I loved hers and it was all about kayaking 
And you might be wondering, but what does kayaking have to do with more life in one's life? Because not everybody's going to hop onto a kayak and go off. And Cheryl spoke about her experience as going down the, the, the Missouri 340, I think it is, 340 miles. I think it's Missouri. It's the longest kayak race in the world. It's 340 miles. And I'm like, whoa. But her experiences and her they're really funny. She talks about how even flies did not want to land on her because she was so whiffy. But it's not necessarily just about that, but it's about when you've achieved something, how it can help you. The, the, the focus that you need in order to be able to do an endurance race that like that, you don't just hop onto a kayak and do it. You have to train. You have to train your mind you have to train your body you have to plan and then that's the whole experience of it and what do you do and how do you deal with that and then it's the lessons that you've learned afterwards and Cheryl is really funny she's a great way of describing things she's a great speaker well she's communications that's her you know bag but it was just the just listening to somebody's experience of a time in life that is really fascinating it is so fun to listen to was a good laugh it's light-hearted it's just you know what go and give something a go it doesn't have to be kayaking it doesn't have to be an endurance race but just do something because you are passionate about it you've found something to do and that's what I loved about Cheryl's. Plus, it was such fun to listen to, especially her stories. And who doesn't like a good laugh? Oh, yeah. That episode was a hoot. Like, she is professional. She speaks. She runs a podcast. She has such a presence. And, yes, she knows how to tell a story. And, hell, she lives a wild life. So it it was a truly magnificent episode. Um. My next episode is something that's actually really, I think, relevant right now as we are starting new year. It's episode with um, Janine talking about unlocking our dreams through vision boards. But it's not like the traditional vision boarding, get a couple magazines, you know, cut on cell pictures, stuck it on there, have a beautiful villa and a fancy new car. Not that kind of a vision boarding, not that kind of a visualization. One thing that really landed for me was the fact that we can use vision boards to gently stretch ourselves out of our comfort zone. She's not a big fan of jumping out of our comfort zone and pushing and doing something really scary, going into it head first, because that really just triggers the fear response in us. But she really talked so much sense into how having this vision and understanding where we're going and what we're doing to really get clear on the direction that we're choosing, what we're choosing to do. It really helps us understand our desires, but it helps us to gently stretch this comfort zone, to push the limits, but in safe and gentle, calm way. So I'll really like the idea of we don't have to, you know, we always say that, Growth doesn't happen within a comfort zone. You need to challenge yourself. And I'm starting to challenge this 
saying, this notion that we have to push and we have to stretch, that we can do it gently, that we can use this vision and yes, have vision boards and have this, you know, word of the year and all sorts of uh, visualization manifestation tools. But it's the idea to do it gently. Yes, to do these decayery things, but to do them very gently. Which is a new for, thing for me to do things gently. Uh, likewise. And I also love she's a fellow South African. <laughs> Which was really fun. I have another story. Because stories are very powerful. And journeys. Not so much a story, but more journeys are, are really powerful. And I'm always fascinated on, on people's journeys. Where they come from. Where they're going to why they do crazy things and this next guest is why do you do such crazy things we're talking about travis travis is a, a young man who is planning to walk the longest road starting in cape town all the way up africa and landing up in russia i mean talk about crazy i mean this is going to take him over two years to do and we are due a new, another episode with him to see how he's getting on because he's one of these guests that we are planning to bring back to where is he now? What does he experience? What is he up to? So he is due to leave on his walk soon and we want to catch him before he actually leaves so that we get to hear how the last few moments of planning have come in but it's what would get somebody to plan something like this do something so random so weird and difficult you know walking six days a week for two years over 20 I think he's planning to walk about 20 miles a day I give or take I mean that's some serious mileage and walking it is hard enough if you're going to do it in a Land Rover or something. But this is walking it. And it. I am excited to see how he's getting on, what he's planning, what he's doing, the experience that he's having. Because, wow, Africa is a phenomenal continent. There's so much there. And this is why I really loved listening to him, his idea of, I'm going to do this. Okay, wow, crazy, what? But I am excited to watch his journey, to participate from behind my desk. That's the way I like to do it. But the thing is, we are excited to be bringing him back for our listeners to experience the journey because who knows, it might inspire one of our listeners to do something. Now, I'm not necessarily saying do the longest road or walk the longest road. But it might be that you want to do one of these smaller walks, like Wild, the, the Pacific Highway, Crest Pacific Highway, I think it's called. There's the Crest Trail. The Crest Trail. There's the Campo de Santiago one. Camino de Santiago. You see, what would I do without you, Lenka? You know all these. But it is a. it might inspire you to do a little walk. It might inspire you to do something. So this is why I love Travis you know, listening to him, talking to him, because he's had an idea and he's 
following through with it is not easy to do. It's not just an easy thing. It takes a lot of planning, a lot of preparation, physically, mentally. So this is one of the reasons why I loved this episode and I'm looking forward to what he's going to be bringing and experiencing through the next couple of years. This is a bit of a random addition. It's not um, anyone we had on a podcast. It may be, this could be our guest one day. But you talking about Travis and his massive challenge and exciting journey. I started watching a guy on YouTube who is currently running the length of Africa. He is running every day around 60K from south of Africa. He started in Cape Town, going the West Coast, ending in Tunisia. He's, I think, on day 270. He attempted to do it with no breaks, with no days of not running. But you're in Africa, so things go wrong with border crossings from one country to another, with vehicles, because he has a support van with him, with a couple people obviously recording it and keeping him alive and cooking food for him. So there are moments where the car breaks down, they get wrapped at gunpoint, he almost gets kidnapped, he gets sick reasonably sick and he pushes through it he is a british guy calling himself the hardest geezer he is very rough around the edges he is an ultra athlete but yet this is a ridiculous challenge and potentially someone um i might be curious to see if we can get on a podcast for his journey his perspective his experience with yeah running the length of africa one ultra marathon a day pretty much wow but just, you know, talking about the, like, Travis and not quite the running of Africa, but he did in some ways was one of the people who has planted the seed of me wanting to do one of these hikes. I've read the book Wild, and that also has given me the idea of wanting to do one of these walks. I know you and I have spoken about these walks, and I am – looking into doing it at some point i don't know when or if i will but i am starting to is this something that i can do is this something that will become available to me to do and it's really interesting how travis and his conversation was one of the the seeds that was planted Sometimes we need more than one seed to be planted. I know you've planted a seed. The book Wild has planted a seed. So, yes, so we'll see what, you know, what where this takes us. But this, again, is what do we love or what I love about our podcast. It pushes me. It, make, it gives me different perspectives, different ideas. And if I'm doing this walk somewhere, it's definitely pushing me. And I love you talking about, you know, embracing change pretty much. And that's been the core topic, the theme we discussed with Adam. And he talked about his journey and there were so many little like topics we ended up going into. He's a very minimalist traveler. He lived, you know, all around the world. He has such an interesting kind of a mind, experience, perspective. Interestingly, also, his philosophy is the growth inside the comfort zone. So there is another red thread. But the one thing that stuck from the conversation with him is that we need to plan for relapse. Him as a coach, he helps people to change habits, to 
you know, do strategic change. But one thing that he talked about is that we shouldn't have like a rigid approach to change that puts us to a point where we can't can't handle relapse. Kind of relapse can often mean like a maintenance, like building a new habit. It's not like it just happens once in 20 days, 90 days. Like once you get it, you get it and you will never, ever fail. That's not how habit works. Like even if you have a habit, you can still relapse. So I love this perspective on just accepting that relapse will happen, that, you know, um, every routine will be challenged, every new habit, even the one that we've had maybe for hundreds of days and years can still be challenged. And we need to accept that we will need to work on strengthening it all the time. And it really was an interesting kind of a new thought that got planted in my mind when it comes to changing habits. This, you know, we are on this incredible self-improvement journey and having this kind of a plan to fail and accept the failure and the mistakes and the relapses and be okay with it and embrace it has really, again, gave me permission to try and not be afraid of, to fail and accept that I will relapse and it's okay. And, yeah, one of the things I did love about Adam is he lives out of a really tiny backpack. That's his – he is a minimalist, and the size – he did um, share the size of his backpack. It's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I'm going now down a little bit of more the spiritual side. And Ellie, Ellie Yule, we've had her on a couple of times, and I know we're going to be bringing her back on for the summer solstice. Hint, hint, hint. But she's very much about the wise woman. It's about, again, embracing who we are. It's finding that connection to earth, finding that connection to our soul, our spirituality, and bringing it all together, it's she is also a shamanic. She does medicine woman, the wise woman. And it's all about just seeing what's going on around us. How do we, when something's happening, is it because it's full moon or new moon? We do react to that. Our blood is water. Our blood is liquid. You look at the oceans. The oceans react to full moon, new moon, whatever, to the moon. So why don't we? But we do, and we've forgotten that. And she just reminded us that, you know, it's it's okay to be a little bit woo-woo. It's okay to, you know, really embrace, find a way to connect. And, I mean, I'll show you something here. i got loads of stones that I use. I, I have loads of gemstones. You don't want to see the rest of my house. They all, I sit with them, I play with them, and these are just the what these are just the ones on my desk. You know, they're all different shapes, all different sizes, you know. And she's in a way given me permission to really connect with the gemstones because I've always been connected with them. All my life I've had gemstones. I have, you know, um Tiger's eye, I've got that. I've always had tiger's eye all my life, but I've never really understood why I'm attracted to them, why i am got them everywhere on my shelf. I mean, you've got, you know, selenite candle holder, 
you know, and these are just the ones that I can reach. I've got over there, I've got on the windowsill, on the bookshelf, ever downstairs, upstairs in the bedroom. But it's it's giving me that helping me to learn, you know what? Yes, I feel attracted to this. Why do I feel attracted to it? Is it the color? Is it the stone that it is? Or is it because it's red? What is it? What do I need? And why is it bringing it to me? I know that tiger's eye is very much on courage and confidence. And this is why I have a lot. I have bracelets. I have all sorts. And this is what Ellie has helped me to really start to embrace more of a woo-woo side or more of a spiritual side. And it's okay because I'm not weird. I'm not a freak. I'm not just a la-la bunny, whatever name you want to give them. But it's because I'm human and because we do connect. And stones are nature. They're part of nature. We talk about being out in nature, you know, on the grass, hug a tree, be around, be in the water. So why not have a stone on your desk? And this is what I loved about Ellie. It's it's embracing more of the woo-woo and the spiritual. Well, speaking of nature... A bit of a teaser for our listeners. We have an interesting episode coming up that's about forest bathing. And it is about sniffing trees and touching trees and hugging trees and licking trees. So if nature is something you're into and you want to really know how to connect more with it, wait for that coming soon. Really interesting episode. But speaking of getting into the spiritual things, I think my journey throughout this podcast, it really started, I started with more of the belief about neuroscience and science and health and well-being. And it is, we have plenty of wonderful episodes where we go deep into the science and neuroscience and you know, bringing in scientific methods and insights. But also because of some of the guests that we have, my spiritual world has opened up so madly and one of those episodes that's so different than every other that has been for me personally such an experience was the episode with heather about reiki and akashic records because as part of that episode i got to experience my first akashic record reading which was an interesting experience for i would say all of us and hopefully for our listeners as well because Heather hasn't done live to be published kind of a reading before because that's usually something very personal. And for me, it was like, I don't know what she's going to say about me, how that's going to work, what kind of an information she's going to get from the universe. It was so interesting. Then have you there to listen to it and reflect on what she said and does it make sense? Does it sound like me? And obviously we then went into what is reiki and energy and akashic records and bit of this um as you said kind of a could be seen as woo-woo well it is definitely seen as woo-woo but also this very intuitive kind of a world of you know tapping into energies and you were just talking about with the crystals and nature and the world and around us and water um so that has been one hell of an episode that's still I still have the recording, like specifically, I knew you edited my reading. And every now and then I still have it on my phone. I do listen to it again to be like, 
ooh, that's interesting. Like this kind of a different reflection on, on myself. And that's something that I have loved about doing this together because we've both, this is about our journey. This podcast is about our journey and what we've gone through and how we've both stepped up a bit on this, on our more spiritual side and we've really embraced more of the neuroscience and, and how we are bringing more life into our lives and we're trying new things and we are experiencing new things and we get some amazing ideas from our listeners that we might not have thought of before or guided us. Like you said, you with the Akashic Records and that, that was a really fantastic episode. I'm going to leave off on my 10th one with laughter. Who doesn't need laughter in their life? Who doesn't need laughter and they they say that laughter is the best medicine a good old belly laugh I mean just picture yourself or take yourself back to the last time you had a good old belly laugh how did you feel and our guest who spoke about laughter was Muriel Muriel Dahan she she's a laughter yoga uh, instructor or lady or however they call themselves but she does laughter yoga and it is about bringing in that laughter because guess what you can make yourself laugh and laughing is contagious if you are around somebody who's laughing you're gonna start laughing and the other night I just I don't know what happened I think my hormones went out of whack and my husband walked into the room he made such a mundane comment something about his hair because he'd just taken his hat off and he wanted a haircut and he just said something about his hair and I was off on I mean I was just off this this was just totally out of control laughter whatever he said just started it all again but within a couple of minutes of me just out of control laughter, which doesn't normally happen, he started laughing. And he was just laughing and laughing. And he's going, why are you laughing? Why am I laughing? What the hell's going on? And I'm like, I have no idea, but at least I'm not crying. So just go with it. But afterwards, we both felt so, so much better. It was just like, wow, what? Well, for me, it was what the hell happened there? But this is what laughter yoga does is it, it brings in the laughter. It brings in what helps you to find that belly laugh because she encourages you to laugh. She encourages you to find it. And at first, yes, it's like <laughs> you're forcing it. But if you're in a group of people and they're all forcing it, someone's going to break. Someone's just going to start. And then it just, it, it's this, the snowball effect is everybody's doing it. But laughter is the best medicine joy, laughter, passion, love. I mean, isn't this what Valentine's Day is all about? Is is this connection, this this joy, passion, laughter. And I know I'm repeating myself, but this is what Muriel does is it brings in that laughter. We need more joy, more laughter, more passion in our lives. We need to really go out and just laugh. Just laugh for the sake of laughing. Why not smile? Just have that lifting up of those emotions, lifting up, feeling lighter. 
because there is more life in your life. And this is why I wanted to end up with with Muriel and laughter yoga because laughter, what what better way is there to experience life than through laughter? I almost don't feel like bringing in any other guest or any other nugget or any other thing because this is the perfect way to really finish it with laughter. And I do remember back in the day, I did go to Muriel's uh, laughter yoga workshops two times in Cambridge and the start of it was very weird, very uncomfortable, um, just so self-aware of what's happening. And it was some, it, one of them was in a festival in public, so just random strangers passing by and you're in this tent lying on the grass and laughing and pretending you're showering yourself and just laughing. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. There's something that just, something clicks in you and you just go off. And it is unstoppable. And if it's all the good hormones just fill you up. And it's not just in the moment. It carries over for hours and days. So having every now and then good laugh is just absolutely incredible. Which then kind of brings me to my final person, which is a recent person we had, which is Mary, who talked about the wisdom of dogs. Because she's a dog trainer, communications, relationships expert, but I have a cat and he makes me laugh so much. Like, oh gosh, he is a silly goofball. And again, it's the same. So much we can learn from our pets. There's so much we can learn from the nature around us. And I really, really enjoyed talking to Mary and seeing how she takes the wisdom that she has about training dogs and working with dogs to then bring it to working with you know, shy children and resolving relationship conflict and bringing it to corporates and seeing how we can improve the team teamwork, all of that with our furry buddies and possum colleagues with us. And I think that's a great way to wrap up with you know sharing the love for our you know, um, not quiet, not mute, very wise guests in our houses, our cats and dogs and bunnies and whoever you have there. Uh, that was a great episode. And yeah, I think that's it. Well, we have so many more episodes. We have so many more guests that we have that we would have been here for hours if we would want to to touch on all of them and bring in all the lessons that we've learned because hell yeah it's been a ride for the past two years 100 episodes and, and many more guests and as you can see we have such a variety of guests these are just 20 of the guests that we had go back listen to other episodes but most of all we would love to know what you love about our episode yes we want the love. We need the love. It's Valentine's Day, people. Come on, let's have the love. But what do you love about our episode? Are there guests who you think would benefit from our episode or who want to come and speak on our episode more than benefit? Is there a, somebody, a topic you would like us to bring and think that it would be beneficial? Please do share with us. Please go onto our website, Into Your Life podcast, Dot com because that will there's forms there that you can fill out there's ways that you can connect with us of course we want in the comments 
but just share the love, share this episode, share our podcast, share it. There are so many more stories out there. There are so many more adventures. There are so many more golden nuggets, wisdom that we want to share with you. We want to learn. We want to share. And maybe there's different ways that we can bring some of this into our lives to help us and then we can help you. So if there's anything else, please do share the love. Today's Valentine's Day. Share the love, people. Thank you so much. Bye.